Welcome friends to Liberation Lectionary, where each week we take a look at the uh, upcoming reading, the readings for the upcoming Sunday, according to the Revised Common Lectionary, typically focusing on the gospel, at least right now. And uh, we try to take a, a particular perspective of liberation. We're convinced that scripture is filled with all kinds of uh, liberative messages and uh, inspirational um, uh, kind of guidance about liberation. And we are here to uncover that and to emphasize it and to comment on it. So my name is Jamie Edwards Acton, and I am an Episcopal priest and agitator out in Los Angeles. And with me every week is... Hey friends, Francisco Garcia here from Nashville. Um, uh, also an Episcopal priest and a theology student over here. And um, yeah, we're looking at Mark 8 this week, and um, we're going to have some, we're going to have some, uh, some fun with this, right, right, Jamie? That's right. So you're going to read for us today, Francisco, and then yeah. we'll, we'll do what we do. We just kind of, uh, it's like a, it's like a biblical ping pong match. Uh, we just, uh, or, you know, because tennis, that's too harsh. So, but uh, where we just kind of, um, you know, riff and throw back at each other and see what we can find. Although, you know, now that uh, pickleball is like a thing. Yeah. So, and it's, <laughs> it's a friendlier, you know, so I think maybe we're doing some pickleball because it's like. All right. I like that. Exegetical pickleball. <laughs> Hopefully right. it'll stick. So, <laughs> yes. So this is Mark. And I just played pickleball for the first time, like last month. Honestly, <laughs> had never, I didn't, never even knew what it was. So here we go. So you're ready for today. So. Ready. Okay. Mark 8 verses 27 to 38. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. By turning, but turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are set in your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. All right. Dang, Jesus is in fighting mode in this one. <laughs> well, um, you want, do you have some thoughts right off the bat, Francisco? Well, no, you know, I'm just thinking about, um, 
you know, there's, I don't know, there's the image that has Jesus um, kind of like looking like Che Guevara, you know, there's that famous, yeah. uh, you know, print of Che Guevara, it's kind of red, and and instead of Che, it's like Jesus's face, and it says uh, something like, you know, I am not your meek, mild Jesus, and so I think here's That's an right. example, here's an example of this, right, where Jesus is sort of like, again, drawing the line, in the sand for his disciples about what it means to follow him and what it doesn't mean. So I'll just kick it right. off with Aaron. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the first thing, uh, several things stand out to me, but the first thing that I'll bring up is just this, um, how Jesus, uh, well, how Peter rather, you know, and the other disciples are, they still have this, you know, image of who Jesus is and, and what he's about. And in, you know, in just a few lines here, there is this, uh, you can feel Jesus's like emotions, like, you know, um, how, you know, Peter got it wrong, right? Like he, um, not, and so Jesus like rebukes Peter, not simply because Peter tried to rebuke him, but because he thinks, you know, he's convinced Jesus is the Messiah and Jesus, the response to that, first of all, Jesus tell him to be just you know shut him down don't say anything about that and then he went on to say nothing about the messiah jesus does he goes on to talk about the the son of man or the human one right mm -hmm. and so it's you can hear this you can feel this like this uh this fighting uh of paradigms here right like and jesus i feel his frustrations here that mm -hmm. still people are not getting you know kind of um like the the nature of his being the nature of his mission the nature of you know his work everything he's doing um they're just missing it you know they're just mm -hmm. they just keep missing it and i can imagine it must have been so frustrating you know because he had these apostles disciples pulled close to him mm -hmm. and he was hoping that before anybody they would get it but the only but the only ones that get it are the ones you know the the quote unquote marsh you know outsiders or marginalized or those who are you know um what you wouldn't typically think uh, are the ones that are going to get it i mean throughout mark that's what that's what happened so yeah that's the first thing that stands out to me this 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 difference of paradigms jesus's self-understanding versus how the disciples and others understand him yeah and i think there's a couple key things that i see in this passage related to that jamie and that's um you know in in the first question right jesus is asking who do people say that i am and i think the answer of the disciples is is very telling and intentional you know on the part of the gospel or you know uh, uh, mark or whoever the author known as mark right um because right. they respond um john the baptist others elijah still others one of the prophet right all of those names are in in the prophetic you know sort of tradition and so um this is so the popular opinion already of jesus is that he is one of the prophets that he comes in that tradition and that's how he speaks and that's the kind of authority that he carries um in his in his in his acts you know and in, mm -hmm. in, in his words um, right and jesus doesn't deny that right he he leaves that alone and he says who do you say that i am right and in the that's where you know the the rebuking and the conversation happens um right. what i think is happening here um is that um and sort of related to what you said is that the disciples and, and maybe peter representing them 
Pat and Jesus have different understandings of what it means for him to be the Messiah. He's not, he's not denying um, that he is on some kind of mess, messianic sort of mission, but it's not the kind of Messiah that Peter is thinking, right? Because in the traditional understanding of the Messiah, he was like, um, the Messiah was like this political and even militaristic leader that was going to right. overthrow, right, the regime and bring in a different sort of political order, right? Um, and for the, for, the, for the people of Israel. Um, and Jesus is not that, right? Jesus, right. you know, he's like, yeah, I'm going to overthrow something, but it's not the way that you think, you know? Um, <laughs> right. And, and so I think this is where we see, obviously, um, you know, what some of us see as like Jesus in his obviously nonviolent revolutionary ethic, you know, that he's bringing, um, you know, something powerful, but it, it's, it's going to be fundamentally different than what people expect. Um, and right. that's where his discussion of the kingdom of God or the reign of God is a different kind of order. It's not, a, you know, it's going to challenge the empire, but it's going to challenge the empire in different ways, not to, rest, right. not to establish another empire. Uh, right. You know? So, That's right. so I think, so his Messiah, his, his Messiahship, I guess, is that a word Messiahship? Yeah, it is. It oh, is. Just you didn't it. just make it up. <laughs> <laughs> is, you know, is just fundamentally different. It's the prophetic, yeah. um, you know, mission to restore, um, you know, humanity and, and, and humanity's sort of relationship and covenant with God, you know, belonging. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, you know, there's a, you get the, I was, I was reading um, Chad Myers, you know, what he had to say on this. And I thought it was interesting. He and others talk about this being echoing the burning bush uh, scene with Moses, right. About talking about who, you know, who I am, right. I am um, the divine or, you know, the, the power of God, right? But it's also that the the connection with how at the burning bush, that's really Moses's com commission, right? To go free, to liberate his people, right? Mm -hmm. From slavery. He's gonna be the one that's gonna lead that charge. And um, and I think there's, uh, Mark is intentionally trying to, you know, make that connection or comparison here uh, where this, uh, you know, to, to remind the disciples, to remind the readers, you know, that Jesus is on a mission of liberation as well. And that, uh, but instead of freeing, you know, kind of liberating from, you know, Egyptian, um, you know, imperial power, it's more of, you know, kind of, I think the first, the, the you know, Jesus is tar targeting first, you know, the, the kind of the ideas and the exclusive thinking and the, the kind of rigid, uh, interpretation of the Pharisees and the scribes, and uh, so he's taken on the Sabbath, you know, laws and rules and the purity codes and the, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And and he's, you know, he's he's doing things on the wrong days, right? He he's hanging out with the wrong people. He's touching. We talked about last time, right? He's he's using spit in the wrong way. He's gonna get him in trouble, right? And um, so I think that there is this intentional kind of aligning of uh, Jesus with Moses here and both on that kind of, you know, mission of liberation. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right on that point. I mean, I think that's what I mean about like the restoring of the covenant. And so oftentimes, you know, um, this is the hard part because like in, 
in our Christian understanding, a lot, you know, we, we often say that Jesus came to bring the new covenant, but, right. you know, I think that it's, you know, not necessarily bring the new covenant, but actually to restore. Yeah. You know, what's new covenant. is old. Right. Let's exactly. old, right. Let's, Looking yeah. at Moses and the prophetic tradition of, 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 you know, um, of old, um, he's restoring that kind of uh, deep abiding relationship you know right uh, so it's the covenant that has always existed that needs right. to be renewed you know it, it's like when you're it's like when your teenage kids come to you and say dad check out this band the cure you're gonna love them right <laughs> i'm like well i'll check them out you know i'm sure they're great i mean it's like it's you know it's like uh, it's trying to refresh right it's uh refresh the 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 old, old story as the song goes, right? That gospel story, you know, the old, right. old story. So that should be new and refreshed uh, for everybody, right? In every generation. And for all you liturgists out there, uh, you know, it applies to our liturgy as well. Um, I, th I think another thing that stands out to me here, Francisco, in this passage is, is um, you know, what Jesus is getting into, right? And what he's kind of setting up as his mission and calling others to join into, right? That, there's a certain inevitability about it. He, you know, there's like the writing, it's, it's, it's not hard to figure out the consequences of living a life, even today, right? If you live a life of, um, that's focused on justice, justice and kind of, um, you know, bringing equity and inclusion uh, mm -hmm. into communities and stuff and, and bringing those who've been left out or pushed down or pushed out or whatever, there's an inevitability. If you join in that fight, there's going to be consequences. There's going to be personal struggle, right? There's going to be internal struggle, especially, you know, when, when, when uh, white folks join in the fight of uh, kind of uh, dismantling racism in all its forms, right? Whether it be structural or internal, right? Or whatever, uh, there's a lot of consequences that are inevitable. You can, the writing's on the wall. And I think Jesus is kind of laying that out, you know, here. It's like, those who follow me, you know, I mean, it's not it's not going to be easy. I'm saying it's not going to be easy for myself and it's not going to be easy for anybody who follows me. Now, it doesn't mean that there's not going to be abundant life, but it's not going to be easy. And, um, and I, and I, I, so the inevitability of, of being in his position, in our position, you know, as followers of his or of those who are like-minded, you know, that, um, I think we somehow need to come to terms or embrace that and they, you know, like make it part of our, our life, our discipleship, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think you're right in the, the what Jesus is kind of like lifting up here is, you know, the cross is not, you know, and this is um, something that I, that I, I take from uh, the, the theologian John Sobrino, who did, um, who was of Spanish um, descent, but really lived his entire life commitment and work in, in, a, in the context of El Salvador, uh, you know, and was, um, <clears throat> his life was somehow spared when, um, you know, but, you know, his colleagues, including um, Ignacio Yacuria, who was a Jesuit and the head of the, the, the major university there, um, you know, they were all assassinated, you know, by, um, by the, you know, military forces you know during the you know the height of, of the of the conflict of, of you know civil war and so um 
he wasn't he was out of town when that happened when that attack happened and so you know he was the only one out of everyone there that survived and so you know he continued his commitment but what he talks about um the cross and he's saying the cross is everything except for metaphor right it is not <laughs> right it is the right. real deal it is like that's what jesus is saying here right take up your cross right. and follow me um you know the this is real and and he says like it, it signifies actual death cruelty right the ultimate you know capital punishment from the state that you know was indiscriminately used by the roman empire um and you know the and the the, the killing of innocents right and so um it's not saying i don't think i don't think it's saying that martyrdom is sort of our call in life and the logical sort of like you know conclusion to our lives but um that you know taking up our cross means that we have to be you know fully in in terms of our commitment to love the way and and, and to live uh, an authentic life you know if we're seeking to follow jesus in the way of justice and yeah not an easy path you know and so the way i think about it is it's rather than sort of like dying for the faith it's actually living for the faith like really living for the faith knowing what it can entail yeah i love that and um yeah i um i love how you i just love how he says you know it's anything it's everything but a metaphor and it's so ironic how that's the one you know kind of uh thing about Christianity that most people want to, you know, make a metaphor, right? They want to wear it around their neck as a, you know, as a a symbol. We want to put it on top of our churches as a, you know, kind of a sanitized, um, you know, image or symbol or whatever. But it's, yeah, and it's, it's the one thing that has real meaning behind it. And especially when you think what the cross is and really dwell on it and, and think about, you know, what would be the equivalent in our own time? Who was it that said, was it, who said that we should all, instead of wear crosses, uh, we should have electric chairs, you know, chains with electric chairs around our neck, um, <laughs> you know, to make a little more sense. Um, because we, yeah, we not only have we symbolized, you know, turned it completely into a metaphor, but we've lost even what it, that it was a kind of a, you know, a mechanism for execution by the state, right? and um often unjust well probably most all the time unjust i guess all execution is unjust by the state but um (laughs) so yeah i think that's a great point and i think that yeah instead of dying for jesus right or dying for the cross we live for our faith and but but nevertheless there are consequences and that's actually it's kind of a it's kind of a indicator right are you are you on the way as, as uh, you know, our um, Bishop Curry likes to say, right? Are you on the way of love? Um, and, and one way of uh, knowing whether or not you're on the way of love, if you're, if you're actually living that and walking that and breathing that, is that there should, there, you will be experiencing consequences, struggle, challenge, uh, persecution, you know, uh, you'll be coming up against the authorities or, you know, like people who have privilege and power and don't want to yield it, don't want to give it away, don't want to, um, you know, release it. So it's, it just seems like an, an, an inevitability uh, that is kind of demonstrated in this passage here. 
and loss of you know loss of uh, loss of some things right loss of right. maybe friendships of of, of, of of you know family um and um it's you know all of that is kind of real if i think about the you know there are friends that have stuck with me um through sort of like my discernment and you know and becoming right. a priest but there are some friendships, I'll be honest with you, that people didn't know what to do with it, right? Bad, same they walked, experience. Away. They walked yeah. away from, like, and these were friends that I thought were like, wow, like, I've known them for so long, and right. and that that part hurts, right? Because it's yeah. like, it's still me, but right. it's true. So, like, when right. you really seek to live into this, um, there are going to be things that happen. Um, right. And, but, you know, that, that, that kicker is, right, um, uh, that that sentence right what will it profit from um, for those who want to save their life will lose it and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it right so you know our faith then sort of teaches us that there is new life and joy that we experience right as a result of living for our faith you know not you know dying because of it right right well, Francisco, I mean, that I, that's pretty much all I got. That last line, um, you know, I'm not sure. It doesn't sound like Jesus, but, you know, I can, I can, it, it's, uh, I can hear, you know, either I can hear Mark or Jesus saying that, you know, out of frustration, you know what I mean? But I don't, I think ultimately it's kind of like, uh, even for those who, you know, are, are ashamed, you know what I mean? Even for those who are ashamed or, or, come up short when it comes to living out the gospel or whatever you know I mean that's kind of the uh I lean on the grace side you know I'm a big yeah. works guy you know what I mean I'm a I'm a big fighting for it but uh I also feel like it's that you know as Rob Bell you know says love wins right in the end or God, or grace wins you know and um so some of those I, I I hear this I hear the social context of him being frustrated but I'm not sure he I, he might take that back let's say <laughs> i don't want to, i don't want to speak for jesus but he might he might soften that a little bit i think yeah yeah no, I, mean, I think like you said like this is not a litmus test i mean we're, we're we're all we're all sort of on the journey like you know right just, i think the question is is like are you are you showing up you know fully in the in your desire and attempt to be on the way you know, right. knowing that we're all going to stumble, we're all going to be challenged, um, you know, and then, of course, if we're creating a community that isn't committed to this, then we will have each other's back, you know, right, and support right. each other, um, and be honest about sort of our struggles, um, and the challenges that we might face, and so that we can share those burdens together, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's the ethic, I think, of Jesus. Yeah, and I, th I think the tone is, um, it's helpful always, I've said this a number of times, but it's always helpful to remember historically, you know, the Jesus movement was a tiny, 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 you know, blip on the radar screen, right? And so this was a minority uh, community within a minority community. And um, that was trying to, you know, make sense of their experience and, and, uh, and live this life, right? And so it's not like, it's, I guess these, those tones sound different when it's, you know, like you're using it to bash people, 
You know what I mean? Like those who are ashamed of Jesus. And I mean, you could just hear the preachers on the corner doing that, you know, just, uh, but that's not what, I mean, that's, that's basically either Jesus or Mark as this kind of tiny minority already feeling the heat, already getting a lot of kind of being ostracized and persecuted and ridiculed. And so they're just trying, they're just pushing back. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. I think we, we did it. another one. Did it again. <laughs> we did again. We kept it under 35 minutes, Francisco. So. Nice. <laughs> well, friends, thank you for joining us again. Um, uh, you can catch us here on Facebook. You can uh, you can follow us on Instagram. You can uh, share with your friends. You can uh, find us on wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Um, and let others know and comment, engage us on uh, any of those platforms. We'd love to hear from you um, and uh, hear what you think. And, but um, uh, until then, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace, friends.